Welcome to The Four Keys Show, how to win in your business, body, relationships, and mindset. My name is Andrew Silito, business psychologist and performance coach. Welcome to The Four Keys Show. It's great to have you here. Uh, my name is Andrew Silito, and I'm, today I'm going to be talking about your vision and your purpose and making a very clear distinction about the two and why it's so important for you to, as, a, as a business owner to have a very clear vision, uh, something that serves you, something that you can get excited about, uh, and not just in your business, but also in your body, your relationships and your mindsets. We're not going all in our business and neglecting uh, other, the other important things in our life, uh, but also the purpose. You know, how are you serving others through making your business a success? So business visions and purpose, it can mean different things to different people, a lot of semantics around this stuff. So, uh, you know, like things like a mission statement or you know, the purpose, the why, is it a marketing message? Is it something that's really authentic? Uh, so I just want to get very clear about what I mean by vision and purpose. Your vision serves you. It serves your business uh, and it's, it can be a very clear metric and objective that you're trying to achieve in your business. But the purpose is why you want to do it. Who else benefits? And this is hugely important for business owners because I've, I've worked with enough business owners that have got very clear about their vision. They've got a very clear objective but it only serves one person and that's the business owner. Uh, it amazes me how many business owners still have an EBITDA target, for example, as, as a vision. Well, no one's gonna get excited about your exit strategy. They want you in the business. They're excited to have you as their, as their leader. So if you're trying to galvanize somebody around something that just serves you, then they're probably gonna buy into it and you're not gonna get as far as you'd like to in your business. So it's really important to get really clear about the vision, get everyone excited about that, but also who benefits. And, and not just in your business, you know, your family, your, your friends, your clients, uh, it's also important. Um, so I want to start thinking about that. Now, you know, I come from a sports background, so in sports, it's much easier to get clear about the vision. Uh, it's, it's very clear, you know, you just say, right, we're going to win the championship next year. We've got our eyes on the gold medal. Uh, we're very focused on that. And it's very easy to get a team, get your dresser in your locker room, uh, excited about, about that. Now, they might not believe it. They might not believe it's possible. So that's another part when it comes to mindset and making sure that everybody is, is bought into it and believes it's possible. Uh, but it requires being a little bit deluded, maybe at, at the beginning. Um, so in sports, it is easier. In, in business, it can be a little bit more ambiguous. And for some people, they can attach themselves to a clear number, a metric. Uh, for others, it's, it's a bit more emotive than that. And I think there's a balance between the two when it comes to a vision. I think it's important to do, to do both if you, if you can. So in, in sports, the metric would be to win gold, it's very clear, it's very specific, uh, but actually also thinking about how do we want to feel when we win that gold medal? You know, what's going to be the difference? So how do we need to, what do we need to change compared to how we want to feel in the future, compared to how I'm feeling right now? Uh, and particularly in sports, you know, health is, is an important part and mindset and so on. So, so thinking about it from that, that perspective, and, and not just thinking about it for your business, but obviously across the four keys. So you might ask yourself, uh, how am I feeling in my business today? As a business owner, as a leader in this organization, in this business, how am I feeling right now compared to how I want to feel in the future, uh, in, in the business? Uh, and, and also thinking about how do you feel in your health? How do you feel in your relationships? So you might have a really strong business, but your health might be suffering, your relationships might be suffering, and your mental health might be suffering. And what we know time and time again, uh, I've been running this program now for, for quite a long time, uh, not as specific as it has been in the last two years around the four keys, but certainly uh, the feedback has been very consistent. And that is 
since I've been following the Four Keys program and focusing all on my, my body, my relationships and my mindset, the business is really just taking care of itself. And it makes absolute sense, right? Because you're going into work every day being the best version of yourself uh, versus I've just got to focus on the business, get ahead, make some profit, hit the targets, build my team, recruit, uh, and I'll worry about the health and I'll, my, my relationships will understand and the mental health thing. Well, I'm feeling pretty mentally tough anyway, but it can happen. It's very insidious. And this is the, the, the problem, I think, that a lot, of, a lot of business owners, including myself, my own hard-learned lessons, uh, it's insidious. It just sneaks up on us if we don't pay attention to it. So if we keep thinking about the business and neglecting the other things, day by day, the health starts to deteriorate, uh, but it's very slow. You know, you take a, a year, two years, a three-year plan, but in that three-year plan, things can be, really start to, to suffer. So I want you to really think about your vision. Uh, think about it from a, from, the, from a Four Keys perspective. What do you want in your, in your business? What do you want in your, in your health, in your relationships, and your mindset? And then start really thinking about where are you today and what do we need to get from, from A to B? Now, we're not going to talk about the roadmap. Obviously, we just can't just dream these things up and have a vision and expect it to happen. But there is an element of self-fulfilling prophecy, you know, starting to think about how it's going to feel in the future and how do I start to feel that, that way today. And now, I was the head coach for Team GB from 2010 to 2014. I'd had a successful time. Uh, as a player and when I came into coaching the team it, it was clear to me that everybody just thought I was a bit deluded because I came in like all coaches do want to change the world and we're going to set our target we're going to win gold go up to the top eight countries in the world and and I, I totally believed it well part of me didn't believe it there was some self-doubt but I wanted the players to believe that I believed it and even though they thought I was deluded uh, bearing in mind that we you know been, nearly been relegated from Paul B the year before and lost to to Australia uh, and it doesn't matter what sport we play, the rivalry between us and Australia is huge. So we don't want to lose those games. Uh, so to go in and then start talking about getting promoted into the top eight seemed a bit deluded. Um, but once I started to really believe it and the players started to see that I, I was consistent with it, and that's the key from a business, from a leadership perspective, you can't waver. You can't have self-doubt. You can't say, yeah, but and even though it's in the head, you can't project it. Right. So you've got to keep thinking and believing it to the point where it just becomes true. Uh, and this is what happened for us. You know, we started to believe, right, we started to put a plan in place. Uh, but I, I remember uh, the night before we played Austria in the final of, of the Paul B final. And if we win that game, we get promoted up into the top eight countries. So the first time ever, we make history. And, and I remember going to my bedroom and thinking, you know, we're just not as good as Austria. You know, it's going to be so tough, you know, to, to beat Austria. We, we're just not there. And I remember having to reconnect with my purpose and just shake my, like literally slap myself in the face and say, no, we are. And I started to imagine uh, what it was like where, when, when we beat Austria and what their faces were going to look like. And I said to the players, just imagine, you know, practice in the morning before the game, our pre-game skate. And the players started to imagine it. And we did beat them. We beat them convincingly. We beat them 5-1. Now, we were the underdog, uh, but we'd had a good plan, a good strategy, and we believed in it. And this is the most important thing, that you get your whole locker room spirit in place so that absolutely believe in your vision. But also thinking about who, do, who benefits from, from that vision. If you win gold... Who else benefits? Well, we knew that we were serving the sport in the UK and that became our, our, our focus, that we could serve others, serve the inspire young children to believe that Great Britain could play in, in the top eight countries in the world. So it's, it's an important part so that, you know, to think about the vision, but also the, the mindset part. And when I started doing this work uh, as a performance coach back in around 2008, my, my first clients were actually traders. I used to run a workshop 
in Canary Wharf, about 20 traders every month would come in. Uh, some of them were day traders, some were starting their career, some were seasoned traders, uh, perhaps they lost their way. But for the most part, they were just getting into the, into the career. And one of the things that really stood out for me was when I asked them, you know, what, what's it going to take to feel like a successful trader? How, what are you going to, what will be the, the marker, if you like, that you're being successful? Is it how much money you're making? Is it the cars you're driving? All the things they would talk about in materialistic ways. But for the most part, they said to me, you know, I won't feel like a trader until I've made it, until I've started making money, until I've started making a living through this career. And for me, it was a bit like an amateur athlete saying, well, I'm not really gonna take care of myself or eat in a certain way or train in a professional way until I become a professional athlete. Well, the truth is, unless you start acting like a professional athlete as an amateur, you're never gonna become professional. And actually, that's what happens to a lot of uh, promising uh, amateur athletes that don't make it, is that they don't get into the mindset of a professional athlete. It's actually the ones that are perhaps not as skilled but have the right mindset around this, this work and saying, well, I'm gonna start acting and feeling and looking like a professional athlete now, and then it'll become self-fulfilling. And it was the work we did with, with traders to get them thinking that way, to, to, to so they had that gravitas, that presence, and started thinking about themselves as traders today so that it would become self-fulfilling. And it was an exercise that we used to run with traders, which was around what will life be like uh, when they achieve their vision, so they could start to really get clear about what life would be like, and they would talk about materialistic things. I remember, you know, Aston Martin, RB. I remember what, a, a couple of guys that were uh, living in Austria and they would trade the S&P market, which would open, I guess, two o'clock, three o'clock in, in Europe, and, and then ski all morning, and they had this kind of vision of their, their lifestyle goals. Uh, for other people, it was houses in different, you know, one in Italy, one in Florida, whatever. So they had these materialistic things. And then we'd ask them, okay, what if life, what if it, you don't achieve that? What if that happens? What will life be like? Uh, in, a, in a year's time, how will you feel then? And I would say disappointed, disillusioned, so on. And about the same time, I got uh, invited to work with a, a charity, and it was a charity for homeless uh, people uh, who were being upskilled to get new jobs to to work in, you know, to, to try and get a because they'd been unemployed for a period of time. The majority of them weren't actually uh, English; they would come over here for, with a job, but maybe made redundant. And, and I ran, they wanted me to run the same workshop that I was working with, running with the traders for, for the homeless people. And it was a bit, of a, a bit of a lesson really for me because I did exactly the same exercise about their vision. They got really excited about that. But when I asked them, what will life be like when you don't achieve this? If nothing changes, what will it be like? And I used to get them to write it on post-it notes and put them on, uh, on the wall. And I would go and read them. So I'd read the first ones, the positive ones, and... You know, there's, you know, life would be better, be making more money, paying the bills, uh, family life would be better, etc. And when I went to read the ones, the negative ones around, what if nothing changes? I remember thinking to myself, how naive could I have been uh, to walk into this situation, having worked with, you know, one group of people and assuming it was going to work with another group of people? Because when I started reading the post-it notes, I could feel myself getting emotional because I was looking at them and I was thinking. You know, it said, one of them said, I will jump off a building, kill myself. And another said, said, I will buy a gun and blow my brains out. And it was just really dark uh, thoughts that these people were having. And I remember thinking, just get me out of here. Kind of the, the, the tr I was triggered. I got the fight flight response. And I remember thinking, I am not supposed to be here right now. Uh, but I remember just ca catching myself and just going, right, I'm going to have to change this up. And 
and, and to stay, stay positive and say, right, we're going to not allow that to happen. We're going to get you from here to here. And we started doing this exercise where we'd actually walk across the room and they would start thinking about some of the actions they would need to take. And what was interesting, and I have seen this before even in business, but the whole group was stuck. You know, they were just stuck. Uh, they couldn't take a step forward. So we would get them to walk from pain to the, to the vision. And they literally couldn't stop. And I remember this, this Hungarian lady, she was stood there looking down. And I, and I don't know what inspired me to say, but I just said to her, you know, what do you see? You know, what, what's going on for you? And she said, I just see this blob on the floor. And, she, and I said to her, well, what is it? She said, well, it's, it's just me. You know, I just cannot, I can't overcome this. I can't get my head around the idea that I could even possibly achieve this vision. And what was wonderful was that everyone started to get kind of supportive of her and started to say, no, we can do this. And actually one guy got a chair and he helped her step over. I mean, it was, it was getting very interesting um, from a psychological perspective, but they, they started to make their way across the room and get to the other side. And when we got to the other side, I remember reading one of the, the post-it notes out loud and I, and I saw a, one it said um, as a vision to be a cleaner. And, and I said, who wrote this, this post-it note? You've clearly got a, an objective that you want to be a cleaner. That's your vision, right? And, he, and the guy put his hand up and he said, yeah, that's, that's me. I said, well, what are, you, what are you doing right now? And he said, I'm a cleaner. And I said, well, okay, so great. So you're a cleaner right now and you want to be a cleaner in the future. So I'm assuming then you want to create a business. You want to have a, a business of, of cleaners? He said, no, no, I just, just want to be a cleaner. I just want to make sure that in 12 months time that I'm uh, successful enough, in his words, to, to still have this cleaning job. He said, this cleaning job gives me a life that I could never have dreamed of growing up. He said, I'm able to provide for my family. Uh, I'm able to, to live a good life. And if I've still got that job uh, in the future, then, then I'll be very, very happy. And again, I remember thinking, how naive could I have been? You know, I'd, I'd, I'd gone in with an agenda. And this is one of the, the number one rules for any coach out there uh, or a business leader is it's, it's very tempting to, to force our motivations onto other people, to force our agenda, to assume that because you want to drive around in a, in a fast car and have a, a fancy, fancy lifestyle, that everybody wants that. And, or just because you want to have a, a career in, in, in this particular business, that everybody is coming into your organization because they wanna, want to have a career in that way. And I'd really force, and perhaps my, you know, I'm ambitious, I'm an optimist, so I was kind of thinking he's gonna build this wonderful business and it's gonna be amazing, but it, but it wasn't like that at all. And it's a massive lesson for us as, as leaders to start thinking about, okay, I have an agenda here, I have a vision that serves me, but how am I serving others? And what was wonderful about the cleaner, it wasn't about him, it was about his family, it was about how he was gonna serve others through his vision. It wasn't just about him uh, making money or, or, or getting to some sort of survival mode. It really got him out of bed every day to serve, serve others. So I want you to really think about that for a moment. Uh, as, a, as a business owner, as a leader, is to have a very clear vision. Be selfish about that. You know, be very clear about what you want for you. Uh, particularly uh, as you're growing or scaling your business, because you don't want to create a business that you dread going into. You know, on a Sunday night, you know, thinking about this is your business and thinking, I do not even want to face work tomorrow. And I've worked with enough business owners to know that this, this happens. If you're thriving and you're going to work, that's, that's wonderful. But also think about how are you serving others? Who benefits from you achieving your vision? And how do you galvanize everybody around that? 
because that is very powerful. That's what the clients pick up on. That's what your team will pick up on. And they will buy into that more than just serving your vision. So when you think about your vision, and I'm going to put a link in the, in the uh, uh, show notes so that you can see how to create a vision. I'm going to put a video there, how to create a, a vision board. And what, what I found has worked very well, rather than just having a vision for your business, creating a vision board that you can compartmentalize the four keys. So you get very clear about your vision in your business, get very clear about your vision in your health. How do you want to look? How do you want to feel in your, in your body? Uh, you know, vanity is, is a big part of human nature. It's in our DNA, uh, but it's also really important to think about how you want to feel. What, what are the benefits of, of being healthy and fit and strong? And feeling a bit leaner and, and, and having that, that mental clarity. So think about your mindset as well. And think about how you're showing up in your relationships. There's one thing going all in your business, but not at the, the price uh, of your relationships. Uh, the rewards are much greater uh, when we focus on, on our family and friends. Uh, and you're going to work feeling even better. And, it, and there's nothing worse for me. And having, you know, even my time at Yellow Pages when I worked as a, as a, as a, in the field, selling advertising, uh, working with clients over a three-year period, seeing their, their health deteriorate, you know, divorce happen and all this kind of thing, even if their business was successful. Uh, so, so it's something to really think about. Um, so thinking about your, your vision board, have a real think about what do you want to achieve in your, in your business? What do you want to achieve in your body? What do you want to achieve in your relationships? And what do you want to achieve in your mindset? Have a think about where you are now. So what's going on for you right now? And what is the the shift, we can start talking about the roadmap to get there. And, and also, when you look at the vision board, ask yourself the question, who else benefits from this? It's serving me and it gets me excited. It stimulates dopamine in the brain. It's going to get you into action. It's going to get excited about achieving that vision. But the, the most important question to ask is, who am I serving through this? How do my clients benefit? How does my team benefit? How does my family benefit? And find that intrinsic motivation to get up every day and do the work. Because sometimes we can waver. Um, you know, if, you, if your vision is to have a six pack, good for you. Uh, but who benefits from that? Um, for me, I want to feel healthy. I, I'd suffered with arthritis for years and it became a problem. It was affecting my work. And I wanted to be able to make sure that I could keep skiing with my daughter and to play football with my little boy and, and do these things. So if a six pack is a byproduct of that, great, um, by staying healthy. But it, for me, it's not, it's not my focus. I just want to feel good every day and thrive. And I think that resonates with a lot of people that I've worked with over the years, that they get caught up in, in the aesthetics versus actually how do I want to feel? How do I want to feel mentally? How do I want to feel physically? And how do I want to show up in my relationships? So have a think about that. would love to hear your, your feedback. Uh, perhaps even take a picture and send me uh, a picture of your vision board. I'd love to see it. Uh, that, would be, that would be wonderful to, to hear about that. Uh, if you put it on, uh, if you're going to take on the challenge, the four keys challenge, where we, we hit the four keys every single day, let me know how you get on with that. So hitting metrics in your, in your business, your body, your relationships, and your mindset every day. So we talk about winning daily. So I talk about doing the work. Work-life balance isn't about doing less. It's often about just finding time to do a little bit more, but in the, across the four keys. Uh, so have a, have, a, have a think about it. Let me know how you get on. I'd love to hear more about that. So next week, I'll be going live again, 10 o'clock every Monday. And next week, I'll be talking about the winning mindset, deep diving into, into mindset. I'm going to talk about the three principles and, and why those three principles are important and going to be very useful for you to think about when it comes to developing mental toughness. So look forward to seeing you next time. Take care. 
That's it for this week's episode of the Four Keys Podcast. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please head over to iTunes, subscribe, rate it, leave a review. It's much appreciated. Until next time, keep doing the work.